0: welcome to this week's episode of the shopmaker podcast. I'm really excited because this week we're talking about MVPs. Obviously sports related, but something that we all can definitely relate to in business and especially in restaurants. So, as a starting point, let's really talk about what do we mean by MVP? Right? In the sports world, it's valuable, probably talent driven to some extent, someone who rises to the occasion, who's performing when everyone else maybe gets a little nervous or gets a little scared. And I think all of those elements relate in the business side too, right? So even if you're looking at your front of house team or your back of house team, there probably is one person or multiple people who really rise to the occasion and who you know kind of thrive in that pressure environment where others may not. And so what we want to do today is kind of look at some of those elements in some sports analogies and get you thinking about how they relate to your team that you're leading every day. All right. So the first one, it's baseball season. So, Chris?
1: Oh, well, we got Mike Schmidt, All right. <laughs> Phillies all-time, great, greatest start baseman ever to play the game. Uh, so, so this is one of the analogies where you, someone from the beginning. You know, you draft him, comes through the farm system, comes up through the minor leagues, becomes a pro player, and becomes the best at his position. And for most of the time he was there, the, the best home run hitter, right? Most powerful home run hitter in baseball. So, that, you know, that's just one of the guys that came up through your system and became the greatest of all time. So I mean, when you look in your restaurant, you're going to have something like that. You're going to hire somebody maybe as a dishwasher and over the years they're going to come up through a system and they're going to be a headline cook uh you know hey maybe, maybe they're going to be the kitchen manager but those guys are out there so you can't be afraid to look for them and when you see them help them get to that point you got to take them through the steps
0: yeah definitely and i think the other element that could be relatable you know to the business or restaurant world would be you know i know growing up in philly i mean he became. A legacy yes. right so anyone who followed in the right. Mike Schmidt footsteps you know it was one word Mike like right. this is what Mike did right like yep. everybody knew him universally known especially in the city of Philadelphia so if you think about your restaurant this could be someone who maybe you started with right who was with you from a time you were smaller and now mm-hmm. you're bigger and the other element of that is kind of making that into a positive for the people that are coming after that person to, to learn from that person instead of be like, oh, you know I know Mike was so good, right? right? But this could be a positive for an entire organization. Oh,
2: absolutely. Yeah. As we're tying it all together, I mean, I think, you know, like Mike Schmidt played an entire career for the Phillies. Yeah. So you might have someone that, you know, that, that didn't jump restaurants, didn't j- uh, jump different jobs. That person who's been you to, from the beginning, like Loyal. you yeah. said, maybe all do the end. And was a part of a lot of great teams. And I think you're gonna see that as we get into this discussion. You know, Schmidt went to multiple World Series, you know, winning one in nineteen eighty. So again, to be an MVP, not always, but
1: usually your team's good because you're three, you time, MVP. three time MVP. Not once, not twice, <laughs> yeah. you not know, three times. That, yeah. that that's hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be great. Yeah. Exactly. You have to be a leader. <laughs> yeah. I mean you can't just be about you. You got in order to become an MVP, it essentially means you're a team player. You put the team first.
0: Yeah, yeah, and very aware of what the team needs from you right. every day. Right.
1: And when that, and when this light's shining the brightest is when you do. Yeah. And and he did.
0: Yeah. All right. So our next one that we have is
1: right, we're sticking uh, to our Phillies theme,
2: <laughs> right? You're going to so. see a baseball few of these. season. Yep, yeah. baseball season. So Jimmy Rollins, right?
1: So again, you know. Uh, this one's Ryan. This one's Ryan Howard. Ryan. <laughs> Don't worry. The head. Your you're jumping. You're getting excited. I got uh, excited uh, for uh, J-Roll. Yeah. But so
2: Ryan Howard, another homegrown person right, on the team. Homegrown. But I think the, ex- the exciting thing, if you remember, with, with Ryan was he was behind Jim Toney, yeah. another Hall of Fame mm-hmm. player. So he had to wait his turn. So you have an MVP who's so great, who didn't really come up to the minors until a later age. So back to the restaurant part, like who on your team could be that MVP
1: if given the opportunity? Who's blocking them? Now, look at some of your greatest employees. And let's say who's behind them. You know, you might have a gem there that you don't know about because you're so concerned with who's the guy in front of them. You know, we need to take a look around. We need to evaluate talent.
0: Right, and sometimes personality plays a part, right? Sometimes... it could be a quieter person who's performing, but just right. not in the limelight, right, on yeah. the team.
1: Yeah. 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 These little motivation to get out there and get to the forefront. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that
2: person, you know, who's blocking, maybe they can be a growth person in your organization, or maybe it is time for them to, you know, move on to give someone else a chance at maybe a lower pay rate, right? But right. right. That's what happens in baseball. What happens, right? right? Jim Tomey's making, you know, whatever that contract is, now you bring
1: up. You know, Howard's minor league deal—it yeah. looks a lot oh, better. I, I think you remember—he was playing so well in the minor leagues, they didn't have a choice,
0: yeah.
1: But to say, okay, we got to get this kid up, and you know, it was time for Tommy to move on. It was at the end of his career? It wasn't like he was still the right. man because he was, you know, he was fading out at that point. But it, it was time to move him along and let this kid get a shot, and he, he took the most of it. Yeah, definitely. definitely paid off. Yeah.
0: All right, next one is. There you go, there you are J-Roll. It was jumping ahead. <laughs> there he is.
1: So this is one of my favorite ones. Only because, you know, in Philly, everybody knew J-Roll, right? Because he's a very big personality. Yeah. And you, you couldn't help but the root for him. Yeah. So, you know, when he was playing here, the, the whole country didn't know him. Everybody Major League Baseball didn't know him. But he's just out there. He's killing it every year. He's playing so steady. He's a rock. Probably at the time was the best fielding shortstop in baseball. Didn't get, uh, you know, the recognition for that, but he was, statistically. So, what happens, he wins an MVP, out of nowhere. Everybody's wondering, like, oh, J-Roll, who's J-Roll, who's this (laughs) Jimmy Reynolds? Once he got, like, interviewed nationally, we got into the playoffs, he got known, people got to see his personality. People started to wonder, like, how'd you ever keep this guy down, right? Yeah. Right? But, you know, but that happens. You know, he'll be known, like, maybe to a few people in the kitchen, But not everybody realizes how great this person is. Yeah. You know, it takes, something needs to happen in order to recognize that. And for Jimmy, it it was, I think it was the 07 season. Right, they went on, took on the bat, they went to the playoffs for the first time. First playoffs. 14 years, right?
2: And then. I yeah. think the other interesting part with Rollins, you remember, is there wasn't there were a couple downs. I mean, there were a couple times where <laughs> he didn't run out to first base. He some hustle <laughs> issues. He some hustle issues. So I think back I mean, to the yeah. restaurant, your yeah. MVP still needs to get managed sometimes. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's yeah. some good, strong, you know, Charlie Manuel is a great manager. Yeah. And he would pull aside, not publicly, but privately. Right. Hey, Jimmy, you're the leader of our team. You can't do this. Just like your MVP, they're on the line. It's getting a little crazy. Right. And they... Get aggressive toward a server. You still need to kind of manage that part of it,
1: as the owner, as a general manager. Well, right. It doesn't matter if you're the bad boy or the MVP. You need to be managed along the way. Right. You're not just going to go. Somebody's got to manage it. Somebody's got to motivate. Somebody's got to keep you going.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that's the other element to bring up here is that your MVP may not be performing at their best right now but just like baseball where they have you know teams of scouts right you're scouting for the person who's gonna be your leader six months from now Mm -hmm. and really looking at okay what are the skills that they need to develop to make them even better so I think that's the other thing we forget about in business but we know so much in sports is that the team you have today isn't the team you're gonna have a year from now right? right but we don't want that to be that's not a bad thing like everyone talks about turnover in restaurants and losing good people but I think if you're building your people up, similar to a baseball team, right? Right. So I could be the same team next year, but what can I do to develop my team now and get them to perform now and then, you know, have a trade deadline and all those things later on? Exactly,
1: right? We we need to be able to pick out the weak points. That's the only way you're going to get better. If If your team does stay together exactly the same for a year, there's probably a lot of issues there. Right? Yeah. You, you need to, like we always talk about that bottom three. Yeah. You know, you always have to work on that bottom three. We're you developing them, retraining them, or replacing them. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Baseball's the same way. They're not going to let the bottom three hitters just come to bat it every year. Yeah. Right? They're going to get somebody better yeah. to do it. I think if you're an independent operator and you're
2: on a growth stage, or maybe you own some franchises, I mean, I remember always telling managers, like, look at the table this year, because one year now, half the managers aren't going to be there. Yeah. And not a bad way. They were going to get promoted to go to a exactly. restaurant. The, you know, the, my best senior manager was going to get the chance to be an assistant GM somewhere else. So it yeah. was all about growth. But like you said, that team that we had now wasn't going to be the team next year.
0: Yeah. In
2: a good, positive fashion, they were all going to help the company or help the rest of the organization grow.
0: Right. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So who do we have next? Let's see. Uh, uh, now we're. Oh, uh oh, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know.
1: We're in the present. Maybe we'll let Ann take
0: this one. Bryce Harper. I mean, we can go good versus bad. Uh, you know, as a Phillies fan, I wouldn't say that always the one who rises to the top and performs their best, given, you know, salary. But, you know, I, you guys may disagree with that. Well, we,
1: you know, listen, early in his career, I would say he wasn't the person he is today. You know, and he won an MVP back then, too. I don't know how he won that MVP. I think just plain numbers. I mean, numbers were off the charts. Personally and as a teammate, he definitely wasn't the best. But his numbers were insane. When he won it here with the Phillies, I do think it was more on his leadership, more on, you know, how he helped his team get better. And when the the light was shining, he played his best. Yes. You know, and you know, just we, we looked for the World Series. I, I know you don't know when we're taping this, but last night it's a big RBI double in the in true. the top of the ninth, to tie the game at one. You know, have to give Castellanos <laughs> a chance to hit a home run to win it. So he's shining. His he, he shines his brightest when the lights are on their brightest. Yes, yes.
2: Well, I think it's a perfect example of how someone can change over their career. As you know, Bryce Harper came into the league as a number one pick. Super yeah. young, was super in the majors, super young. 18 years old. Right. And, and expected all these things. And like you said, I don't know if his leadership skills were there yet. Right. And his ability was there, but his leadership wasn't there. And later on in his career, I think now his his leadership has caught up to his skills. Right. And, and from a Phillies perspective, and we're not in the dugout. But it seems like the players follow him. It seems yeah, like he's absolutely. a guy. But I yeah. think that as a we tie it back into the restaurant side, from a Phillies organization, they didn't have that leader, MVP yeah. on their team right. and they had to go outside. That's yeah. And yeah. In, in baseball, right, you go sign someone for a ton of money, Right. but in the restaurant business, you realize that, hey, I, I need a district manager, I need a general manager, I need executive chef, and there's just, your team doesn't have that next
1: person up. Right. What do you well, do? if well, yeah. we, we look at the Phillies in a hole, since we're talking about them, just look at the 22 season, all, all their star players, you know, 90% of them were free agent acquisitions. Yeah. Right, uh, homegrown really became a problem for us. We had a couple guys up for Bowman stop that are doing okay, playing well. But most of our players, our big players, are we had to go outside and bring in. Yeah. So you know when you notice that on your team, if you need to do that, then you need to do it. Yeah. Right. You need to get people that are, are going to help you and get you to a championship level.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that also brings up the idea of you know just because it's a business or your restaurant instead of a team. That has to show up and play every night is we still have to explain to our team, you know, why we're bringing on this person, you know, making it as objective as we can for a skill set based, Right, Bryce Harper, he's got these stats. Like, you guys don't, right? Like, right, I think using right. data and numbers <laughs> yeah. rather than, well, I like this guy or you know, because I think once that erodes in any team environment, it can be very hard to correct. So we want to make sure if we do bring on someone from the outside, which I think Philly's did very well, right, like he's right. fit in well, mm-hmm. he's gelled with the team, you know, he's become part of the community. Yeah. Right. I think sometimes where you see people brought in from the outside, that doesn't, doesn't happen. happen. Right. Those
1: We've seen it plenty of times. Him yeah. That, right. You're right,
2: different players, yeah. whether it's Philly or another anywhere city, right. bring in yeah. a star player, it just doesn't work out. Right. It's not a good culture fit. Yeah. It's not a good organizational fit. Right. Um, and then a lot of times
1: what we see is either they're, they're traded or they're, they're whatever. Cut. Sometimes cut. they're cut yeah. and they just move on. And, you know, sometimes they do find that city they like, and then you see that player back to his old self. Exactly. You yes. know, so it is a culture thing. That's whenever you bring someone into your restaurant, talking about culture is very important. Yep. Right? You don't want to bring on somebody into your baseball team that doesn't fit the culture. You definitely want to bring somebody into your restaurant that doesn't fit the culture.
0: Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah, even from I think
1: dishwasher level all the way up oh, to the head oh, person. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, when you're doing
2: interviews and you're talking that 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 needs to be part of it. Yeah. Just as the skills are important, that culture fit with the rest of your team yeah. is just as important as the skill set from, you know, line cook to manager mm-hmm.
0: Well, exactly. And I think a lot of times this is where it is so important as an owner that you are thinking about this, because it's so easy to walk around and listen to the outside world and say, well, you know, labor is just a challenge and no one can find good employees. <laughs> and that all might be true, right? We're not saying it's easy, but we also have to own what's happening in our walls, And if we're consistently... Not keeping good people or not able to hire new people, or we don't look attractive to people that we're interviewing, we want to bring them on, they say no. Whatever the case is, I think we have to also look internally to say, you know, what could I do differently to make sure people see there's opportunity here? I have high expectations, but we're working as a team.
2: Yeah, as the owner, are you a selling point? I mean, I know we're going back because Bryce on the screen, but that was part of it why he came to Philadelphia. Right, he, you know, John Middleton right. went, flew to Las Vegas, yeah. they met, they talked, the families were together, and that was a big part. And I think, you know, as we talk about employees now, it's not just about money anymore. Yeah. It's not just about salary. They want to feel like the company, the restaurant, uh, for a sustainability or a global footprint or any of these things, that there's a good feeling, and that, that starts with the owner. It starts yeah. with so them so, so. Right. To make them feel part of that sort of family that you're trying to create, and I think it becomes a big deal because... Yeah.
1: Ingredient. The money's going to be there from each restaurant, they're all going right. to be similar probably. Yeah. On. Right, so, so what's different about you? Why are they going to pick you to come work for it? Bryce Harper would not be a affiliate if Milton didn't make that trip. But Bryce yeah. Harper's pretty much said that. Yeah. That was the solid point because every team in the league was after him. Yeah. Right, but Milton went there and met the family, had dinner with them, spent time. You, you know, you got to do that in a restaurant, right? It there's an interview, Step in on it. If your general manager's having it, or your district manager's having it, come by. Sit down for three or four minutes. Yeah. Meet that person. Let him know, you know, your feelings, how much you love your restaurant, yeah.
0: right. you know,
1: that you're trying to bring in that right person that fits. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, exactly. And that's where I think what so much we talk about on the show is, you know, really defining your role as owner. And your yeah. role as owner is to be there in those key moments make sure right. that you have a good relationship with your MVP. Right? They need to know you as much yep. as you need to know them Absolutely. so that they feel like you've invested in them, so then they're going to invest in you. Yeah. I agree. All right, so who do we have next? oh uh, look who it how, is how did you get on
2: there
0: <laughs> wait wait i thought we were still on baseball who
1: put him on there
0: tom brady really i mean if you're talking yeah. about mvp we oh, have God. to talk about the goat <laughs> i'm just saying i guess
2: if we're talking about mvp conversation tom brady would have to enter
0: <laughs> he would right
2: i guess
0: <laughs> so um you know love him or hate him great example of someone who rose to most times in pressure situations not all but you know, really, always showed up for the team. You know, I think the other element that I love when watching Tom Brady is the element of work ethic, right? Like, I don't think it was someone who just, you know, randomly had the talent to right. to perform. Like, he really yeah. outworked everybody else. And I think that is something whether you're in business or in sports that to me is something that's very you know inspiring and something that you hope to see in your team is people who are Absolutely. willing to show up, show up prepared who are constantly working to get better, um, not just happy with the status quo. And I think, like we talked about with the people maybe hidden behind, is you may find someone who isn't at the top, but maybe in that middle level of your front of house or back of house, but someone who wants to learn and wants to get better. And to me, that's a quality that really can be developed.
1: Well, I think with Tom Brady especially, (laughs) even though it's Tom Brady, he's a perfect choice for this, right? Not drafted high. Yeah. Right. Pretty much forgotten about in the draft. Was in behind Drew Drew uh Drew Bletso was a really good Pro Bowl quarterback. So he's just sitting there kind of carrying a clipboard, <laughs> right. right? But he's working. Yeah. Right? He got his opportunity after being forgotten about in the draft. He could have that's another like, thing. He could have just been so mad that he fell in the draft yeah. and nobody wanted him and I came to the league as a backup and just pouted. Yeah. But that's not what he did. Yeah. Right. He had to drive. He practiced. He got better. Bledsoe got hurt. Bledsoe never got a chance to play again for New England. Because (laughs) Brady just took off because he worked at it. And he worked so hard. He's a great teammate. The thing that, why I know he's a great teammate, even though I'm not a fan, (laughs) right, he didn't only win in New England. Yeah. He went to a team in Tampa Bay. That was okay. Yeah. No way they had the talent to win a Super Bowl.
0: Yeah.
1: He willed them to do that. Yeah. They took on his work ethic yeah. and did the things he was doing. And that's how they won that Super Bowl. It was him. He drove them. Yeah. He picked that team up on his back, and he carried them through that Super Bowl. So that's a leader. You want someone like that in your restaurant. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Things didn't go his way. He didn't tell. He took the opportunity, and he ran with it.
0: Exactly. And that's where I think even looking at, you know, as an owner, right, maybe you're, you know, not always there, but really... Making sure that your team rises to the occasion, your team performs their best when you're around, that you're part of that. And I agree with you with Tom. I think that was one of the things is that everybody played better when they were playing with him. Like they played like Wes Welker. I mean, they like right. way yeah. outbeat any expectation you might have, or even all the injuries, yeah. right? Because they wanted to for Tom. Like they just right. didn't want to let him down. Exactly. And that is such a great sign yeah. of it's being leader. that leader. Oh,
2: yeah when he always showed up in the biggest games. I mean, he has more okay. MVPs in Super Bowls yeah. than he does in regular season. Yeah. Um, and I think as we get, you know, tied into the restaurant side, you know, is your MVP the one working Saturday nights, working Mother's Day, working Valentine's Day? If that person's not working those days, are they your MVP or are they a the self-proclaimed MVP? Right. right. And That's I right. think as we're looking at accolades and looking at promotions, we need to really look at the team like, okay, skill is one, but who steps up when it's needed? When someone calls out, when it's the biggest of opportunities there, is that
1: when your MVP comes to play? Or is your MVP like, sorry, I work Monday lunches, I'm leaving. No, I know Tom's working every week and every holiday.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's
1: why he's who he is.
0: And he would want to. That, I think, is also someone who's passionate, who wants this to succeed, who isn't just there for them, but there for the whole team. And that's why I think, you know, tying it back to business, a great takeaway, a great exercise to do is to really draw out your team. What I love to do is, you know, we have a software that does it, but you know, really build out your org chart. Because I think what, you know, you guys alluded to it, and we did too, is that, you know, sometimes personality-wise, you might have someone who's outgoing, who's the class clown, or if everyone enjoys being around, but are they really your top performer? Uh, and I think if we exactly. can take the time to really build out the org chart and then look at some of the data, right? Look at check average. I mean, there's so much you can get from point of sale system. Right. If it's someone in the front of the house, right. you know, look at call outs, look at people that show up, look at right. overtime. I mean, there's a lot of data depending on if we're looking at back of house, front of house, right. but, you know, really tying some of our managers to more of the data rather than just who you enjoy working with because it might not be the person that you want to go grab a beer with who ultimately is your MVP, but we have to find the one who really is the top performer because that will help lead us to building up our next MVPs.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode, and we look forward to seeing you next week.